Welcome, adventurer, listener, and kindred soul. You are listening to Starlight, a Dungeons & Dragons space opera podcast on the Ink & Virtue Network. Whether a new friend or an old one, we are glad to have you along for the adventures. The Ink & Virtue Network is dedicated to delivering stories of epic proportions straight to you. Whether it's listening to the impromptu adventures of Squad Luma or diving into the manuscripts of an author, there is something here for everyone. You can support the show by rating it, sharing it with a friend, or finding your way to our network's coffee page where donations help us to keep the magic alive. We appreciate you, and fare thee well, Spacer. Travel safely across the great expanse. Here we go. Roll for initiative. Hello and welcome to Starlight. We are so glad to have you back for this episode, and we are so glad that you are spending some of the time with us. And by us, I mean me, Isaac Yorks, your friendly host and GM, and with me, the lovely, the amazing, the beautiful Courtney Yorks, and I am playing Ray Byrne. All right. Uh, and you probably have heard this once or twice, but this episode and the show for season two is being brought to you by our dear friends at the heroes journal who have supported us in many facets of the show and in life and if you haven't checked them out they have not one not two but three different settings for their productivity journal and by settings i mean a full-scale adventure that goes beyond each page and brings you closer and closer to your goals and on top of that they have this really awesome new product called the heroes side quest deck it's filled with all sorts of nifty things in a game type setup where you draw a card and it might be something like take care of yourself go get some ice cream hey Today's task is to clean the car. And just a bunch of small little things that will help you continue like honing in and just getting small things done that you've been wanting to get done in, in a fun and easy way. It's one of their most popular products. And um, and yeah, so with that, I don't know, Corny, let's jump into this. Let's do it. I'm ready for the um, train heist here. Are you? I, I don't think you are. I, I have to be. Let's see on this episode of Starlight. Neuralink, recall latest memories. Accessing. Utilizing Amira's contacts, Ray is connected with Lady Nadine Lamore, leader of the Blessed Twelve Gang. After observing Ray under the stress of a rival gang hit, Lady Nadine Lamore decides to proceed with helping the intrepid spacer. It will be a favor for a favor. 
If Ray can steal the drugs being ferried across the work colonies and put Lamore in contact with the seller, then she will make sure Ray escapes alive and in one piece. Memories retrieved. Okay. We are going to begin the game by rolling for inspiration. A roll-off. You got it last time. I, I did. What did you get? Is that the same number? It's nine. Oh, I got a six. Oh, they always look similar. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got your inspiration. I did. Awesome. I have three inspiration. There you go. I have one. Okay. So, where we pick up is in the dark among the stars. You are in a second skin suit. Two hours of air, the short ability to survive in the vacuum of space. And you're not, you're not alone. You look over and you see Lady Lamore's henchman with you. A grubby looking elf, a little bit too portly for elves and rather awkward for the entire species, but Nonetheless, this figure looks over at you, cutting blue eyes, and nods, points out ahead of you, and over the comm unit built into the second skin suit, his voice says, There it is. You coming along? And indeed, as you look out amongst the asteroids coming and going, drifting around this belt, you see a metallic, almost like train roaring through space. Even now, you guys you guys who were both dropped off by Lady Lamore's own vehicles find yourselves holding on to the edge of the displacer and magnetic resonance circlets set up throughout the asteroid fields for the train. It is this great metallic circle almost like reminds you of an earring but built with circuitry steel and this just deep hum that as you're holding it you can feel resonating your bones and rattling you down to the core it's probably about 50 feet wide and you see that there are just a ton of them set apart and they have like this like electric blue energy kind of like resonating in them and there's this almost placid if you weren't looking close enough you would hardly see this near invisible force field that runs in the middle of these rings and the train is somehow passing through these rings on a set course every time it passes the energy with which it goes is amplified by that ring and it is shot towards the next one you see now the train is picking up steam it itself every time it goes through a ring there is electric sparks that go from the front of this gleaming black and silver contraption and just attach the invisible spiderweb brought to life in a sudden second like a lightning storm and then disappearing before hurtling forward you see on the front there is not a cow guard but an asteroid guard that knocks small asteroids out of the way as it's going the elf looks at you and he goes all right, you remember the plan? Yes. Yes, sir. 
Good. Okay. This one has four cargo holds, each cart attached. Lady Lamour's informants have said that it is somewhere in the middle. You're gonna find the red dust in there. It's not gonna be somewhere obvious. But the Zintarum, they don't take chances. They can have some sort of emissary, likely a bot with it. He looks at you up and down. And as he looks at you, what he sees is this once scrawny girl in the white second skin suit with a dark mantle draped over the shoulders. The collar's kind of coming up to the bottom of her chin. The mantle has like a circuitry pattern on it. And every once in a while has this like dull light that rivets through what looks like hundreds of threads. But if you were to look closer, you realize it's nanotechnology. He looks at the pistol, your gear, that Lady Lamore has retrieved for you ever since you were declared dead and your quote-unquote body was found in that bus slain by the Vendettas. He looks at the stun whip made to protect you against the bots and provide you the exact amount of lethal force to deal with anything the Zintarum could throw at you. That, or the guild, of course. And then he nods and he goes, Okay, you're ready. You don't have much of an opportunity. When the train hits, you need to push down and drop onto it. There is a small magnetic clamp in the hands of the suit. You activate that as soon as you can, the moment you feel the top of the train. Otherwise, you're going to get torn to shreds. Got it. I'm ready. I'd offer you a cigarette, but, you know, not going to really be smoking out here. I don't plan on killing myself anytime soon, so that's why I don't smoke. <laughs> Shoot yourself, then. And with that, one heartbeat, two heartbeat, three heartbeats, and the train is there. And I jump on and activate the clamps right away. Okay, so as you push off, I need you to roll a acrobatics check. Twelve. You hit the front of the train just as the train passes through the ring. The force of it sends you tumbling backwards. You're on top of the first part of the train, but suddenly you feel your body just boom, 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 boom. And then I need you to roll another acrobatics check as you were about to go flinging off the side. I'm using Lucky. A 24. Poof, 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 poof. As you're going off of the side, you find your bearings. You throw your hands down onto the top of the train and activate the palms. And you find yourself held in place. The inertia is pushing you down as the train is now hurtling towards the next ring. There's one thing that you remember. It was that... Now that you're on, you have maybe a minute at the most to get inside the train. Because if you hit the next ring, the inertia of being forced through the plasma field is not only going to disintegrate your body, but it's going to send it into a smattering of pieces. Okay, then I'm... Is there doors to get in? Roll a perception check. Nine. You look about, you look about... 
and you don't see any doors, but you see on the third cargo cart back a top hatch. Okay, I'm running to it. In order to do so in enough time, you're going to have to deactivate the electromagnetic clamps. Okay. Yeah, I'm running. Going. The moment you do, you are suddenly thrown wild. I need you to roll both a combined acrobatics and athletics check to try and keep your feet half tumble, half guide yourself towards the hatch. Your DC for that is 32. Acrobatics. That's a 21. And a 5. For athletics. As you start tumbling your way, you get to your feet just in time as you hit the gap between the cargo carts. You jump it. A couple meters go underneath you. As you land right next to the cargo hatch, you throw your hands down, but the inertia leaves you scrabbling. Your muscles start burning as you start trying to run and pull yourself, but you do not have the physical strength to keep yourself there. You find yourself getting pulled backwards to the back of the cart. I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw, please. I'm using Lucky to re-roll that too. Oh, shit. That's a nine. Okay, I'll use an inspiration. You're almost about to fall off the back of the last cargo cart, the very last one. And for a moment, all you see is the black expanse and your heart kind of like flutters as you think of being stuck out in space, floating aimlessly with only two hours. A slow death, a painful death. Your hand slams down, you activate the electromagnetic field and you get stuck to the side of the train on the caboose there's usually a door on a caboose is there a door you kind of like pull yourself over very carefully crawling very slowly on all fours and you look down you can see a door but you you feel the train's engine just rumble as it's getting prepared to go through another ring you look back and you see the front of the train is starting to go through the ring you need to do whatever skill you want to get in that door and you only have one chance. An acrobatics check to get into the door. How? Was it? Um, so I'm on top of the train right now, yeah. right? And so I'm, I'm hanging on with both hands and shimmying my way down by the door and opening it. We're going to do a combined acrobatics survival check. DC 25. Deal. That's a 17 for survival. Or sorry, a 17 for acrobatics and a 15 for survival. So that's 32. So you shimmy your way down. <laughs> you get to the door.
you immediately duck for the first thing that can give you cover. I want you to go ahead and roll a stealth check at disadvantage versus my perception check at advantage. 18. 12. Can I use an inspiration? You can. 20! You immediately duck for cover. You don't even get a chance to look at what it is because you hear the sounds of heavy footsteps, boot steps. Doom, doom, doom. Hey! The hell? You crawl a little bit further under and you find yourself under some sort of seat. As you survey the area that you can see from ground level, you see that it is some sort of mix between a dining cart, like there's like a some tables that's also been mixed with, you can see some beds on the far side, presumably for the guards that are on this trip, this trip that takes, in order to do the whole circle, takes near a week. Is he the only one in the cart? He's the only one in the cart. As you see the footsteps, these heavy metal greaves with a little bit of like these pistons on the side that kind of augment the steps. They stop right next to your head, inches from it, as the person comes over and hits the door. Stupid door. What the hell? Is he facing away from me? No, he's on the side of you. I'm an assassin sneak attack with the whip that Lady Lamore gave me. Go ahead and make an attack roll. Eleven. Wait, I'm going to use another inspiration. Eighteen. Forty-six points of damage. His foot kind of like thumps a few times. And when it finally goes still, there's like a voice that comes up from his armor piece. You see now it was a short-kept red-bearded dwarf. And this voice that comes from his comlink says, Hey, Fume. Did you hear that asteroid we hit just a few minutes ago? Sound like a bad one. Probably gonna have to send out some teams to go and look at the top and make sure there's no damage. I'm gonna mimic his voice and say, Sounds good, be there soon. Okay, you're gonna roll a performance check. Two! Who the hell is this? Who the hell is on Teen's comms? State yourself, who the hell is this? And I break the calm. Okay, I'm going to go under the seats again. I'm taking the machine gun, and I'm also hiding his body. You ready to write down what that gun does? Yes. It's a light blaster machine gun. Its range, how far it can shoot, is 100 at close range, 400 far. It can shoot three shots a turn. It takes two hands to use. You don't have proficiency with it, so you don't get to add anything to hit with it. Okay. And the damage on it is die 12. And then the chainsaw, the damage on that is 1d10. If you're attacking with the chainsaw and you roll a critical hit, 
you can chop off one of the enemy's limbs. So the door hisses open just as you dash under one of the tables, some of the food from the evening still on top, as you see this guard walking in. Starts looking around very quietly. You hear the soft click as the safety is taken off of his weapon, presumably one similar to the one that you took from the other guard. You hold your breath as he passes by the body of his companion, and he looks in its direction, but he doesn't see it. And he sweeps a look in your direction, continues walking, And he finally gets to the back of the door and he scratches his head. What the hell's going on? Where's Pint? I don't like this. Presses a button on the side of his armor. Hey, Commander. We got a stage two situation here. Could have sworn that I heard someone speaking over Pion's comms, and he's nowhere to be seen. Is that someone smoking his hash again? I don't think so. Alright, well, why don't you run a sweep of the rest of the cart? Maybe you missed him. Maybe he's using the loo. Keep it cool, okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll do it. Alright. And then. He looks around once more. He just goes, There's no way our frequency is going to be picking up something from the other. I don't know. And he walks back up, does a slow stop by you within like a hand's reach. And then he continues walking. Opens the door and goes back out of the cart. I just want to get off this train. So I'm going to try to make my way towards the middle car. Super stealthily. You open the door and and for the short period of time as you open it up, you click your tether line onto one of the harnesses. So that way you don't get sucked out into space. Because you feel like the space kind of like pulling at you. But the tether line's really short take a step forward the door closes behind you and for a moment in between the two cars you're at the next one you press the button to open it there are no windows can i hear inside no you do remember that there was the hatch on the third cart do i know how long until we hit another ring you need to take a look okay i'm gonna go look up there so you attach the clamp, you start pulling yourself up. Coom, coom, coom. You kind of get to the top and you peer up. It's coming up pretty close. If you had to estimate, you might have about two minutes. Can I look in the hatch to see if people are in the room? Yes, yeah, so you carefully pull yourself up to the hatch. And 
when you look it down, there's no like window or anything. It's just like a hatch you'd open from the top. Yeah, if I can open it but not show my face. And the hatch begins to open. And you peer in. You go and roll a percentile die. 50% or higher is in your favor. 43%. As you're opening it, the guard from before is just calling out, Hey, Pew! He looks up and he goes, Hey! Hey! And he pulls his gun around. He yells in the side of his comlink. He goes, Commander, this is a level three. And then that's when he starts to fire. I close the hatch. Okay, you're gonna roll, and we're gonna roll initiative versus each other to see who gets the first move. A five. 14. And now you know that they know you were there. Oh shit, what do I do? Where's Atlas? Do I have a rough idea of how many people are on this ship? No. Like, they would. One, one thing is wrong already. Lady Lamore told you that. The ships are usually have one guard on them. Yeah. The rest is usually automated with bots. I have a machine gun. There's only one guy in there right now. Right? Opening the hatch, going in hot. I'm shooting. Eleven. Immediately, the bulk of the LBM begins to, like, buck, and you start beginning to shoot wildly all throughout the cart, not even coming close to hitting him as he levels his own back at you. I'm going to take a step back so he can't get me. So I'm covered by the hatch. Uh, Come on, come down here. Throw the weapon down. You obviously don't know how to use it. What is it you want? What do you think we have? Huh? We could talk this over. Is this what you did to Pew? Did you shoot him? Fine, you're not going to answer me. Well, you're going to have to come in sometime because I'm not coming out there while we're approaching one of the spheres. I just want the red dust. And I'm going in to shoot. But with my pistol this time. You pull out your pistol, and with your offhand, you hold your LBM, and you come back to the hatch, and you point the pistol in. You don't see him in there. You don't see him at first. You see the edges of him kind of like hiding behind some crates and other things that are stacked up in the room. And not only that, you see someone else has entered the room and joined him, and is hiding as well. If I were to jump down into the room, is there somewhere I could hide right away? There are sets of crates in there on either side of this uh, 15 by 10 foot cargo. Okay, then I'm jumping in. You look ahead, you see where they are hiding in the easternly end of the cargo crate. 
you see that there are more boxes to hide on behind. They're metallic boxes. You hear the man's voice come out again, and he yells, All right, that's good choice number one, coming inside and closing that hatch. Now let's talk about good choice number two. Why don't you go ahead, drop your other weapons, come on out, and we're not going to shoot you. There's two of us, one of you. Can I see either of them from where I'm at right now? You can see... You can see both of them if you peer out. The new guy that just came in who's dressed in a similar gleaming exoskeleton is a little bit more visible. He has half cover. The guard you were talking to before is hidden behind a pretty large metallic crate, and he has three-fourths cover. I just need to know where the red dust is. You're on the wrong train. The only thing in here is goods being shipped to the different colonies working for the guild. The prison one and the freemen one. There's no red dust on here. All you have is equipment and goods. Most of it for guild business. Now why don't you come on out before you rack up any more troubles to the ones you've already put on the list. Well, we both know you're lying. There's definitely red dust on the train. Where is it? Go ahead and make an insight roll. That's a 16. They have no idea what you're talking about. You've seen a lot of liars. You've seen a lot of people telling the truth. You're pretty certain they don't know what you're talking about. Let me look in these boxes and prove to you. There's no red dust. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a persuasion roll. That's a six. What a fat chance that's happening. Can I open any of them that are near me without them? You can open the one right next to you. Okay, I'm opening it. You peer in before a shot goes firing by your head. If you mess up anything, you are going to hate life a whole lot more than you're about to. Inside, you see just just a bunch of goods, random assortment of stuff. A lot of, like, machinery and stuff like that. And then that's when, finally, the other guard goes, Enough of this! I'm sick of it! And he gets up and he starts running towards you. The first guard, the one that you were following, he goes, Ah, shit! Come on! And he takes off after his companions, running down the length of the train after his companion so they're both standing in front of you, directly... To one side of you is the crate you've opened. In front of you are the two guards with their machine guns leveled at you. The the ends of the muzzle beginning to swirl and twirl as you're firing up with energy. And then to the other side of you is the door. Oh boy. Okay. First are the troopers. The one that you recognize from the earlier trains. He raises the end of his gun and he s- tries to slam it into your temple. Seven points okay. of bludgeoning damage. And the other one says, Enough of this shit. He lowers his gun and he takes a burst fire action. You need to make a dexterity saving throw. That's a 13. As you move back and forth, edging just out of the way of a lot of the burst fire. And then he raises the end of his gun and he tries to slam it into your rib cage. A nat one. 
As he goes to slam it, you get under his attack. You slam the edge of your pistol up into his chin. He goes, and then you use your other hand in an attack that you saw Atlas use, and you disarm the gun from him. He drops it with a clatter. One of the guards is still has his weapon. The other one is unarmed. It's your turn. I'm picking it up and pointing it at him. <laughs> you hardly know how to use that. And I shoot. Okay. 17. Yeah, shit! Seven points. There's a good amount of like blood and like oil spouting out from his exoskeleton and his body. Mm-hmm. So the guard with his weapon, he clicks the side of it. The chainsaw begins to whir, and he swings twice with it. <laughs> Miss. The second one is a hit. And that is six points of slashing damage as part of the chainsaw cuts into a little bit of your forearm. And then the other guard, he says, give that to me, you little shit. And he goes and he tries to grapple you. So I need you to make an acrobatics check versus his strength. 14. 13. So you vade out of the way as he tries to, to grab you, but he does step in between you and the door. I need to get out of this situation. I'm going to try to whip him. That's a one. Raise the whip from your side, uncoiling it. You press the button, and it begins to fire up with this electrical energy. And as you do that, you raise it back. It gets caught on a top rung, wraps around it. it try to You try to jerk it. It gets torn from your grip, and now it's hanging just above your head. And then the guard laughs. Not so funny now, is it, you little... Ray's eyes are big. I'm going to try to run a de- roll a dexterity roll, or even acrobatics, to get around this guy and out the door. Make an acrobatics check. 26. going into the other door. Okay, Ray's gonna set up a scenario while she's in there in the next 30 seconds before they come in where she can be shooting as they open the door while she's hidden. So whether it's under a bed or behind a table or something... But as soon as they open the door, she's shooting. You feel the sudden jolt as the train gets lurched forward by the rings. You set up a table. Everything's set up, right? You hold your breath. And your eyes all zoom in on the door. Tunnel vision. The door. Nothing comes. Nothing comes. Nothing comes the only thing that you see happen is there's a there's a green light above the door and it switches to red oh no you look back at the door on the other side of the caboose the one you originally came in that light switches to red hello stowaway 
This is the commander of this train, and you've picked the wrong day to board. Perhaps, if it had been one of the usual routes, you would have found it covered with bots. My friends tell me that you have a some stun tech perfect for them. But no, you've come on the wrong day, where this train is being manned by me and my cohorts. I'm sure by now you've noticed that that little light up top has changed. We've decided to seal you into the cart that you are in, until we make port. Upon arrival, you will find yourself surrounded and arrested. I do hope that you enjoy your next while. It's going to be a few days before we make a stop. Kick back, relax. I hear some good food in there. Don't worry, we'll be fine. We have some stuff up here. It's your last days of freedom, smuggler. Someone smuggled red dust under your train. And you don't know what's on here. And they can usually do it because there's bots on here. And I was here to steal it from you. Let me prove it to you. So that you don't get yourself in trouble. I don't think you understand your position there. I don't think you understand it one bit. There's nothing for you to prove to me. Red dust, you say? Now that's an interesting one. Why don't you sit back, enjoy the ride? And the voice cuts off, but go ahead and roll a persuasion roll. That's a seven. Is that one you want to use your last lucky on? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a two. <laughs> Minutes turn to an hour. An hour turns to two. Can I try to hack the door? Yes. So make an interfacing check. A neat. Access denied. So you hack the easternly side that leads to more of the trains trying to get in. You get denied. There's still the back side. I'll try that. Okay. 13. Accepted. The train is kind of like moving at this beautiful like diagonal zenith where you can see the star of the system just kind of like lens flaring in the distance. You look down and you see one of those like floating asteroids that's been terraformed with one of the Freeman colonies of people who are working here and it is just a lush pasture of green and then it flips out of sight. Okay, Ray is going to go as fast as she can up to the second cart. Once you get up there, you don't see, like, 
necessarily a way to get in from the top, but you can roll an investigation check if you want. You can do what you need to. Yeah, let me do that. I'll roll an investigation check to see if I can get in from the top. Then let's say the investigation check's on the entire cart. Okay. 14. You don't see there isn't like a an entrance onto the top. There is another port of entry on the top on, at the very front of the train. You do see that on the sides of the train, there are like four windows. As you kind of peer in, you can see the two guards from before talking inside. One of them is like f- working on s- doing a flesh spray on the other's chest where you shot him. There is a bot floating in the room. And then the other thing that you notice is the train is beginning to slow. And as it's slowing, that draws your eyes forward towards the ring. And the ring's still qu- uh, quite a bit out. You see a two-man spacecraft flying to intercept the train. Does it look familiar? No. Is there any, like, description on the f- spacecraft to say, like, where it's from? Make a perception check. That's 11. No. It is unmarked. And there's no windows to see inside. They're dark tinted. It looks like a small, like, metallic sparrow. And are we about to go through a ring? No, it's slowing down. The train doesn't come to a complete stop. It comes to a slow crawl. The inertia never stopping, but moving at a very slow rate forward, allowing the spacecraft to come to the front of the train and dock underneath it. You don't see anyone get in and out. You can't. It just docks where they're able to get in and out directly into the train. At the front? The front train. Okay, I'm going to peer down into the window again. You watch as the two guards look up. They're just talking to each other, and then the one you harmed pretty badly waves his hand, picks up his weapon, and begins walking out of the train back in the direction towards the caboose, and the other one begins walking towards the front. And there's no one in the car now. There's no one in this car, besides the bot that was in the room. I am going to stealth into this cart and hide under, well, they had like a table or something. This particular cargo hold has very few things in it. Like a lot of it's, a lot of, well, it has a lot of stuff in it, but a lot of it's built into the walls. So a lot of compartments that open up, they keep some medical stuff in there, but a lot of it is for storage as well. The bot is a, it's a two-legged bipedal bot that just kind of walks around. And other than that, it seems pretty, pretty nondescript. I'm stealthing in the room. Then I'm going to look around for signs of the Zentarum. So like logos, just anything that would show like, okay, the Zentarum is here. There's nothing. There's no logos. There's no nothing. Like, there's no notebooks that anyone's writing in. Make an investigation roll. Okay. 
natural one. Do you want to use your luck on that? Yes. That is a six. <laughs> I am rolling so bad. Ray sees nothing. Then... Uh, Ray is going to actually go out of the car and try to get to that ship from the outside. Accepted. Ray, you, you begin making your way along the outside of the train. On the bottom. On the bottom. As you make your way onto the bottom, for the first time, like you get a good look. And you realize the bottom is almost as tall as the top is of the train. So there's stuff under here. Are there doors under here? Make a perception roll. That's a 14. On the third car back, you do see a small port of entry. It's a circular door with two doors that kind of close on it. You have an escape option, and you have a continue the route you're going option. You look at the door, you look the other direction. That ship, it looks pretty tantalizing to escape on if you can get in there. Does it look accessible? Most ships have a couple ways in and out. And that would get me off the prison planet. I wouldn't have to do this stupid thing with Lady Lamore. Worst case scenario, I don't get on the ship and I go back to that hole. Right? I'm going to the ship. Begin making your way there carefully. You get to the edge of the ship. Getting onto it is no problem. Where you are going, it's facing forward with the train, so the cockpit doesn't look back at you. Okay. You just see like kind of like the boosters. So then you attach to the to the bottom of the ship, and you begin looking for the another port of entry. You find two. There is a second docking entrance. It has a computer data screen on the outside that you would have to hack into and then there's also the entry ramp that can be activated as well both of them require some form of interfacing to get in let's do the docking one let's see two plus three <laughs> access denied the interfacing thing then locks so I can't try again. You can try the ramp. Okay, going to the ramp. Two 
I quit. <laughs> what is it? That's a three. A three plus three. Access denied. There's one other way into the starship, but it would require you to go through the front train and down into it. Is there windows into the front train? So if I were to look in, can I see if people are in there? Yes. Okay, I'm looking in. So as you go, as you pull yourself up, I want you to roll a stealth roll. 22. You pull your head up. Literally, the guard from before is looking out the exact same window. And as he's looking, he sneezes. And he turns just as you pull your head up. And he goes to blow his nose. Inside, you see all manner of, like, mechanical equipment, uh, the ability to control the train and head it. And you see the same guard, and then you see a different man. One who is a a tiefling with two antennas coming up in the place of where the horns normally would come up on a tiefling. Bald head, but deep goatee. He's dressed in the uniform, the guild outfit, the guards and and such, except that the dark uniform, the the tops of the shoulders are like this deep crimson red, signifying his position. He has a helmet slung casually under one of his arms, and it looks like he's talking to some sort of bot that came from the other ship. They're talking back and forth. You can't make out anything that is being said from out here. Okay. This is a shit show. I really have no idea what to do. Ray, at her wit's end, has no idea what to do. She's at a complete loss. This new ship feels like it was an option now it's impossible to get into she has been stuck on a prison planet doesn't know how to get out she's frustrated so she goes back to the third train where there was an entry hole to get below assuming that's like a safe place to like go and get her thoughts together so as you get there you need you to roll an interfacing check to get in 11 Ray can't even open that door. Ray hangs on to the outside. She's on the verge of freaking out. (laughs) And with that, I think that that's a good place to call that episode. Literally nothing happened! (laughs) That's the worst anyone's ever rolled. The worst anyone's rolled. Wow. <laughs> wow is right. See you later, spacers. <laughs> thanks for thanks for tuning in. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. We hope this show brings you as much joy as it does for us to craft it. Significant effort on the order of 10 to 30 hours of editing goes into each episode, and though it is something we will do regardless, any support goes a long ways. 
If you would like to support the show, here are a few tangible ways in which you can. Rating it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser helps grow the show and allows us to broaden the audience to spacers who don't know their fans yet. Sharing it with friends or family does the same. And if you wish to donate to help keep our running costs low, you can do so at Coffee in the links below. Last but not least, a simple word of kindness and encouragement to our email below is enough to keep us going no matter what. Have a question or thought that you wish to be aired? Please reach out to us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com or our social media on Instagram at starlight.adventures. Now, until next time, spacers. Spacers.